1: Welcome to Star Talk Radio. I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist. I hail from New York City, where I serve as director of the Hayden Planetarium, which is part of the American Museum of Natural History on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. You know, every now and then, I conduct an interview with a guest that is so rich in content and personality and humor and 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 the geekiness just oozes that we use the entire interview for the entire show i think we've done this no more than two or three times in the six years we've been recording star talk and i have to tell you it happened again this episode features just such an interview with a woman we all know as Queen Latifah, <laughs> this woman, she's got enough personality to fill three people, as far as I can tell. Uh, she's she's definitely the queen, the queen, no doubt about it. And she's had success in many different ways in her in her professional life. She's a rapper, a songwriter, singer, producer, model, actress talk show host. Uh, I, I can go on and on. And it, it's not as though she was just experimenting to see if she was good at it and then went on to something else. She's actively doing all of this at all times. But what struck me in particular about, about my interview with her was just how genuine and passionate she is about science. She is deeply curious about life, the universe, and everything. <laughs> And, and it's, I, I don't think many people know that about her. And of course, that's what we use Star Talk. To, as, that's Star Talk at its best, finding that hidden geek underbelly in people you, that, that uh, well, you didn't even know it existed uh, within them. And so it's clear that Queen Latifah has got some geek underbelly going on with her. So the first part of our conversation, we, we kind of celebrate that, that geekiness. And we talk about the interconnectedness of science and art. And (laughs) what kind of science fiction film she dreams of making. Who knew? Who knew? And (laughs) here's a hint. Uh, Whatever that film is she wants to make, it's got to involve nunchucks. (laughs) I think she wants to kick some sci-fi ass. So let's go to that conversation right now.
2: My mother is an art teacher. She, so you know, art and fascination with nature and things like that was normal in my household. Music was big in my household. Instruments and how they worked, and radio. And my brother was, my brother loved science. So. He wanted a chemistry set immediately, and and I was like... Did he like, burn a hole in the living oh, room carpet? Oh, he was all about tearing things apart, taking things... There wasn't a safe radio in my house. Um, my brother would instantly, you know... Back get in a time some, when
1: you could take things apart. You
2: could take it apart. Nobody...
1: No, nothing take, Nothing gets taken apart today.
2: Which is not good. I know. You know? I, I
1: have to agree. It's this not... Was,
2: this was something that we was We missed really something big. there. We definitely missed a step. I mean, I think we did great in terms of moving things forward and fashioning new technology, but there's something about... Being tactile and touching things and knowing what they feel like, sound like, smell like, and you know, in my I also grew up in Maryland and Virginia, which is where my grandparents are from. Um, so my grandfather had, you know, for us coming down to Maryland in, in the summers or Christmas time, it was a big old basement with a lot of tools Stuff. and wood, and <laughs> and that's what we did. We went downstairs and we built things and we made things and we measured and
1: cut. This is before Netflix, you
2: know? definitely before <laughs> Netflix and Nickelodeon. <laughs> you know, no cable in the house, no cable. So <laughs> just a couple channels that you had right. to work out with an antenna. So. <laughs> You know, uh, an aluminum foil antenna. So, I mean, you know, it was kind of the practical ways that science sort of invaded your life because you had to use it in such But that meant sort of you didn't way.
1: fear it. There are people yeah, who yeah. saw it as, well, that's science and I'm not science, so therefore I will shun it or walk around it or avoid it. And yeah. so, it, so what you're saying, not to put words in your mouth, but...
2: Help me out here, brother. <laughs> Help
1: me house. okay. <laughs> <laughs> that that a person as an adult can embrace science if only it didn't leave a bad taste in your mouth Right. growing up. If it was even just neutral, right. that's, a least, good, that's a good thing.
2: At least start at neutral. Right. And now understand, I mean, I come from a Christian family, so uh-huh. of course we could get into creationist versus Darwinist, all that kind of stuff. That wasn't even really a big topic
1: of discussion. There was. By the way, I think I've done a little homework on this you in the traditional black churches however religious they were it did not include running to the school board to have them change the curriculum in the biology class <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that was <laughs> no, not going on not. in the black churches no right no, right it was more about community and, yeah, and this sort of thing
2: which was fine yeah which was a good place for it to be you mm-hmm. know um i, I think it, you know a kid has to be fascinated about a kid kids i think are fascinated about things and when they really are fascinated, you want to feed that. So my, my the family I came from was one that fed whatever spark they saw in us kids. So my mom and my dad were curious, as curious about us as kids as we were about the world. And so when they saw a spark, they kind of fed that thing and, and kind of tried to nurture it rather than you know, guide us in one direction or other. Which or what happens all too often,
1: because then you end up doing something that wasn't even in your own soul right. of curiosity. It's what your parents wanted for Which you. Which
2: is no fun. It's no fun. Life's just no fun like right. that.
1: Right. <laughs> now, you are hugely talented. I mean, looking at your resume, I don't, there was nothing you haven't done, I don't think. All right? If there's something you haven't done, I don't even know if you know you haven't done <laughs> So, what, what's left? Talk show host, producer, hip-hop star, uh, you know, uh, movie star, Oscar-nominated, you know, performer, uh, model. <laughs> Those intros get long.
2: Man. I'm standing on the side of the stage to be introduced sometimes, and I'm like, Jesus. Could you man, hurry this up? I'm getting tired hearing about all the stuff I did.
1: Um, um, do, you have, do you find yourself having to pick? what you do next?
2: I do have to pick what I do next yeah. because time is the one thing that I'm just not given, you know, uh, a lot of. And so... Well, I'm glad
1: you things. noticed that because that's for damn sure yeah. T- correct.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> I'm not I'm not able to uh, be eight, eight me's. If, if I could, I would because I'd get a lot more done, obviously, but I can't. So, yeah, I mean, quality of life is important to me these days. It's really about am I enjoying what I do? Am I happy? Does it push me in some sort of way? I have to be pushed um, because I need a challenge. So uh, I get bored very easily. If I'm if I'm not, you know, doing something interesting, then I'm like, okay, well, I, you know, it's boring. So it just doesn't feed me very much. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I do have to do a sci-fi movie. That's
1: definitely on my... <laughs> well, that's on your bucket list? It is so on my bucket a list, man. sci-fi movie. Now, now oh, you to. don't count. You were in The Sphere.
2: I was in okay. Sphere, I know but I need, to be, I need to be number one on the call sheet. You know, I'm not like number 17 where right, I'm kind of just there. like... You down there. I need to actually do something. I, I was getting killed. And plus, I got killed in Sphere. I got killed. Not,
1: you were not alone in getting killed in Sphere. I was getting too
2: good at getting killed. I had to put a <laughs> no-kill clause in my contract. You did do that? I didn't. I was like, okay, I got killed and set it off. No <laughs> Sequel there, he I got didn't killed the that. I'm like, I died too good. I get that. I'm good at this. Okay, so I told my agent, listen, no more dying in these movies because there'll never be a sequel. So let's wrap that up. Oh, that's right. Sequel the thing. <laughs> let's that's where, wrap that, where, that where the up. comeback on the money comes yeah, on the sequel. let shut that down. Let's shut it down.
1: <laughs> okay,
2: plus. There's a lot more. Um, to
1: do. I mean, I guess we went many decades without black folk being portrayed in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just we're not. And yeah, which is that true. meant somebody's thinking about a future where they, some, <laughs> where yep. they all, where they round them up and not, up that? not put them up. So, but science fiction films have a huge following, loyal mm-hmm. followings. And so you're overdue.
2: I'm way overdue. I mean I've been and let,
1: let, let the record show.
2: Yeah. I mean in my household there, there was Star Trek and you watched Trek and we were trekkies and we laid in front of the TV and my brother could perfectly imitate Kirk and Spock and you know, <laughs> it, we still were no words. They'd have a drink. It's called Chanya. And we like chanya. What what a word. You know, you could make up things that didn't sound typical, you know, you could create things. And and they didn't have to be what you read in a book. You you, you could imagine something. And that was, it's it's the whole imagination of it all. I mean, we haven't seen it necessarily. So who says it does or doesn't exist? So you can just make it up, you know, which is kind of cool, especially if you ground it in something that's sort of real.
1: So plus, since you didn't dislike science, it meant you were open to sciencey things that might arise in your life. So one of my good friends of recent years is Bill Nye. And I go through guy. the archives. <laughs> there you go. There you go.
2: You would guess. How you gonna be from the Bronx and 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 let Bill Nye the Science Guy have a rap name <laughs> and you and get your rap name on? You, know? you can call
1: me MC Squared. That's, no. I mean that is probably kind of cool. <laughs> give me that. I give you that. <laughs> so how so how do you land on Bill Nye the Science Guy? How did that How did that happen?
2: Frankly, I. It's the same way I found you. I mean, I enjoy someone who can, who is way more advanced and knowledgeable than I, but translates that to, you know, um, uh, someone like myself who can understand it and get just as excited about it um, as they are. And it's that passion, you know, it's the passion you have, it's the passion he has and taking something simple and explaining it, you know, something that you see in every day. you are
1: celebrating that fact.
2: I love that. I mean,
1: biology was one of my favorite classes as a freshman. Yeah, but how many, you were already a successful hip-hop star, okay? How does, oh, now well, let me show up on Bill Nye, the science guy. Well, that,
2: that doesn't stop. I mean, I know a few people around here who are kind of geeks, you know, and, okay. and proud.
1: We're proud to be But here. are they, we got to let them out of the closet? Is it.
2: I think Will Smith
1: is a pretty big geek. Okay.
2: I mean, he's a guy, he got into MIT. I mean, for all intents and purposes, had he not been the huge, Number one movie star that he is, he probably would have been an amazing
1: scientist or developer. So this developer is this is like a sort. fork in the road yeah. that was. Oh my we're God. not just
2: talented; at these <laughs> gifts of music and acting. It all comes from a fascination, a curiosity, and some of us actually do hit the books. I kind of, you know, went left a little bit at some point, and the clubs got a little more fascinating to me. But
1: I'm so heartened to see your accommodation and sensitivity to just sciency things. Mm-hmm. Because it's every science is everywhere. Science. It's in our lives, and I, and I am hurt almost when I hear someone say, "I was never good at science," and I it's not me. I'm an artist, not a scientist, or I'm a this, not a not a that. And oh, by the way, where's my smartphone? I have to call.
2: <laughs> right, right.
1: <laughs> you know, you can't you can't artificially divorce what you think is science from the science that's actually touching your life.
2: Well, it's touching our lives constantly. I mean. And thank God. What would we do? I mean, there's a lot of things
1: that it's a lot of us that wouldn't even be here.
2: Right, right. You know, be dead had, had, or had someone not like done some sort of investigation into something, you know,
1: <laughs> be dead or otherwise. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, do you do you have any uh, secret geek underbelly?
2: Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm fascinated about a lot of things. I'm
1: you like the science fiction genre? I do. Otherwise, why are you trying to get? No, I love one. the
2: science fiction genre. That's that's That goes without saying, but I'll say it. I love sci-fi, and I want to be in a big, giant sci-fi movie or something that's really cool and small, as long as it's good. And how about
1: uh, superheroes? You do a superhero thing? All that.
2: I love All that. I love superheroes. I, I still believe I have a karate kung fu, some sort of picture in me. There's no way I grew up on that much Bruce Lee and Star Trek to not be able to combine the two as an adult. Bruce Lee and Star and, Trek? And apply my life. It was just a whole marathon. On, you know? It was just you just a want to staple marathon.
1: together stuff that happened in your life and create a movie role for it. Why not? You know,
2: I'm already on it. Like this is so what you
1: I do. you so you into martial arts. What kind of martial arts you do? I love
2: them all. I mean, I definitely love karate, kung fu. I love mixed martial arts. I love judo.
1: Like, do you actually do it or just sort of think about some it? Some
2: of it I can do. I mean, this. Is, my father was a, a a SWAT officer and he knew karate, so he taught us taught us a lot of that stuff as kids. So you can kick some ass. I might be able to kick. Well, depending on what condition in the knees <laughs> and the knee and the in the knee. Definitely can do a couple <laughs> things. But, I, yeah, I have some nunchucks at home. And, nunchucks? And, and oh, my do, God. And I just, like, that's like my...
1: After Bruce Lee padding. did his nunchuck, we all had to buy nunchucks. We had to. I mean, it was I had a nunchucks. must. have We all we had, had Chinese
2: stars and throwing things. And, and we still walk around in Chinese, you know, shoes, karate shoes.
1: Right. They're
2: just very comfortable and practical, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, <laughs> yeah, so those, that's that's kind of my thing. But I have some nunchucks that I, I just, you know, kind of use for stress relief. I'll just stand there when I need to think about something, I'll stand there. And I'm just Whoa. flipping my noonchucks, and then it's okay. You, you, know?
1: you just... I work you're, You are... <laughs> you tell me when you just want to take your mind off of things, you will just play with noonchucks. I will. I'm going to grab some noonchucks and just... Boom. <laughs> and,
2: yeah, and then I'll feel good for it. Like your, it your sound effects, Get there. myself going.
1: <laughs> Since this is radio, it's gotta- this is the indication of how fast you're swirling them around. So I remember I'm old enough to remember uh, pre Bruce Lee. I mean Bruce Lee was around but not yet mm-hmm. a big movie star. There was this film, Billy Jack.
2: Wow, the Legend of Billy the, Jack. Like
1: Billy Jack. Wow. And that? so he was a half breed. Yeah, yeah, you know, I remember injured, that. Half right, and he was sticking up for the the, yep. the, the local tribes that were getting abused by the yep. thugs, right? And but he he was in, in he was in the Green Berets, all right. Yep and they
2: didn't know who they were messing
1: they with they didn't know who they were messing my favorite line mm. there's some you know redneck sheriff walks up to him bad mouths him and he says and billy jack says you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take this foot <laughs> he points to his paper <laughs> and i'm gonna put it on that side of your face
3: yeah. <laughs> wait wait okay that's badass, that is enough. badass.
1: but it, it continues and he says and you know something else there ain't a damn thing you could do about <laughs> it. There ain't a damn thing you could do about it. <laughs> and then in slow motion, up comes the foot against his face, his cheek, and there it is. It was nothing he could have done about it. Th- and so and I, I, I saw that, and I said, I want to be... I,
2: you feel me? It will never go away. That's what it just never going to go, go dig away. I got my
1: nunchucks now. I think my brother took them.
2: You should. I'm just get the padded them. ones like the ones I have, because I'm, you know, I'm not that skillful with them, so if you make a mistake, you don't
1: bruise yourself. <laughs> No, but that's how you know to not make a mistake after that.
2: Exactly. (laughs) and You get good quick, I guess, or you're going to put them down one or the other. There's only two ways we're going about this. There's only two
1: ways. (laughs) Really good or stop. Or stop for your own safety. Okay, so a sci-fi kung fu action superhero drama. All right.
2: That sounds like fun to me. I don't know what the problem is here.
1: (laughs) It's obvious. <laughs> this is a no-brainer. There's well, some they, music. In there. They just introduced Wonder Woman. I mean, I know, that, that's I'm a new thing. Yeah. That. that was a, uh, that was a, a moving moment when she just. Sort yeah, of she's
2: got to have the invisible plane, and I mean, yeah. th- but this is what I grew up on. So I'm I'm really excited that.
1: So it's in reach. It's like a it's whole new yeah. generation that they're really just
2: going so hard with these effects that they have nowadays. It's uh-huh, just
1: uh-huh. so. Yeah, there's no there's no limit. Real right. Used to be, can they make the mechanical model? Right. And now we have virtual
2: reality, and I'm really interested in seeing where that's going to go. Because uh, um, I just shot a a, a a promotion for this American Heart Association thing, and one of the guys, uh, he was his his uh, company directed the Cove. Okay. And but they're also developing. That was the documentary that was so influential. Exactly about the dolphins and everything. But um, they developed this VR. And it was like, he's like, come here, try these on. So I put these glasses on and I'm literally under the ocean and I'm watching sharks oh, swim by mm-hmm, and fish. Mm-hmm. And and it's just, you're turning your head in every direction you're moving, you're looking up, you're looking down. It's a little disoriented initially, but once you kind of give into it a bit, mm-hmm. you're sort of in an entirely different world. And it's very real to your brain, which is kind of cool to That's me. That's the so. whole point
1: of it. Right, right. It <laughs> yeah, not have to so. be physically real, just...
2: Right. As real, long as, it's as real the matrix is real. Because some and, of it you're going to want to probably take those glasses off at some point. Okay. And come up out of that world. <laughs> so, that's
1: another kind of matrix to live in. It is. Right, it is. Right. Coming up, Queen Latifah and I discussed hip hop as a kind of a social movement, kind of a force of change in society. And also, perhaps you might remember a recent dust up that I had with another hip-hop artist regarding what shape the earth has. Yeah, well, we went there, and we'll hear all about that and more when Star Talk Radio returns.
3: Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you.
1: Welcome back to Star Talk Radio. I'm your host Neil deGrasse Tyson. In this week's episode, we break format from our normal sort of structure of the show, and we're featuring my interview with Queen Latifah, but without any interruptions at all, just straight through, and that's the entirety of this episode. And in this segment, we we reveal that how she got her start and of course it's as a rapper and a hip-hop artist and of course she's a damn good one and you know she's been nominated for seven grammys seven grammys and five of them for her rap albums so she's she's out there getting the job done but more than that her lyrics serve as a kind of a potent source of inspiration for women and back in the day female rappers were you just there weren't any i mean there might have been one or two And she was one of those (laughs) two, So she had an especially visible and influential platform from which to be heard. And I wondered how that platform might be constructed in modern times to stimulate women to enter the STEM careers, science, technology, engineering, and math. And also, I, I was curious, you know, when the arts embrace science, and the sciences embrace the arts, then people are no longer sort of bounded or contained or boxed in by or labeled by saying they're this or that. And maybe you can be a scientist and be an artist or be one and embrace the other. And you're really only bounded by your curiosity. So let's rejoin my interview with Queen Latifah as we explore the role of performance art as a vehicle to effect change uh, some of your earlier hip-hop work and i don't know your more recent work forgive me but your earlier okay. work it a lot of it was uh in the service of empowerment mm-hmm. of women right and have you ever considered uh a dimension of that to encourage women in the stem fields because oh, yeah. you know performance has influence mm-hmm. right i mean, right. it's a the power of an artist is, is never neutral. Right. 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 And so so when it's done with a mission, it can be quite potent.
2: I would actually and, and right love now to stem do
1: that. the stem, you know, science, technology, yes, yes. engineering and math. Uh, we're trying to sort of move women yes uh, or not at least not have them fear it mm-hmm. as a minimum. And so have you ever thought of leaning that way in any of your output? I would love to.
2: And maybe that's a new idea that you've given me to really focus on. Because Uh whenever I've been, whenever it's sort of come past me or anyone has been involved with it that wanted me to do something, say some sort of promo or just send a shout out to the kids, I've always done it, but I haven't really driven anything towards it. But I know how important it is because it's, it's really sad how people are discouraged from doing the things that they're capable of doing. And at the end of the day, it all it holds all of us back.
1: Plus, there's social forces. You know, yeah. is, is the girl as attractive to boys if right. she's if she's smarter than the boy? You know, we got to overcome all this. Well, yeah.
2: we do have to overcome this, yeah. but how did the boys overcome it? You know, the boys who were once supposedly unattractive are now the most attractive. That's true. You know,
1: so like geek chic.
2: But this is something that parents should be That's, educating I hadn't kids about on. That. that time, listen, you have to. There's a whole myriad of things that kids have to get through. Puberty alone is right. a challenge, you know, and uh, everything's the end of the world. But if you can get them through that, to the other side of it, it, it life begins to take over and things begin to appear and, and it gets well, exciting. It's full and,
1: f- expression of freedom.
2: That's right. Yeah. And yeah, I want to see. I mean, I was one of those girls, so I wasn't, but I wasn't dissuaded from right, it. You right, right.
1: This is an important and that's the here. difference. Yes. So yes. yeah,
2: I, I, anything that empowers. Yes. Yes and it was kind of it was it was fun you know it's kind of cool yeah mm-hmm. that's it's cool to me i think it's sexy uh-huh. i think a sec, a female scientist someone discovering someone in the belly of the lab discovering, See, that's where the acting thing... That's why I was not
3: supposed Uh-oh. to be a wait, scientist, wait. but an actor. That? Did we script that?
2: That's all that James T. Kirk coming I, through me. It's I'm an lead. actor, Jim. I'm not yes. a
1: doctor. I'm an actor.
2: Damn it, we've got to get these girls in science. And
1: that.
2: <laughs> anyway, but no, I would I would definitely support it. So if you come up with some ideas right, for no, me so, to, to... know, not just to know. Not that I'm a dear generator there, but... Write a rhyme just... and bust something out, you know. Okay. You know. Or maybe I'll do something... That's a good idea. I think I'll go back to the lab and figure out how I can integrate some... STEM support in there.
1: Hmm. So I got a, a little pulled into the hip hop scene mm-hmm. a few months ago mm-hmm. where the, the the rap star BOB uh-huh. started going off that Earth was flat. And <laughs> oh, I don't know man. if you know about this. So he starts, yeah. so I, you know, I don't care Wait, what I feel people. Wait, like think I do know about no, this. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying.
3: I'm saying, yeah. I'm
1: saying. <laughs> so I don't care, except there must have been some overlap in the Venn diagram of his Twitter followers. And my Twitter followers, because my so my Twitter line started lighting up saying, "Please save Bob from right, himself. Right. Could you correct him? Could you?" Oh, They're God. pleading to me. These were his fans that also followed me. Right. And I still said, "No, I can't. I don't have time for this." He, uh, no. So and then I looked fun. at his Twitter stream. And he said, "I use physics and math right. to show that Earth is flat." Now nah, those are fighting words, right? Then I said, oh, "No, I'm I got to rise up to this." And so I showed that he was wrong. But then I said, but it's okay for you to think the world is flat. Just don't try to influence anyone else.
3: <laughs> right.
2: Well, he wasn't serious, right? Well, was just I, some creative I, I, he license. Maybe, kind of I, may right?
1: I don't know. No way he was serious. And God, then. But. Come on, you've flown th- around a bad boy. Then he sang a sang a diss track. All right? And
3: I, and I, you I haven't made it. You Listen, are wild. Wow. <laughs>
1: So <laughs> now, I'm not a rap star, so I had to call my nephew oh, Steven Tyson Jr., right. who is himself a rap. He, oh, he's got his own yeah. little fledgling career. And I said, "What am I? What do I do now?" And he yeah. said, "I'll help you write." Let a, him write a, a, you some rhymes. Right. And so, no, I didn't rhyme it. He did it, and so uh, he he wrote a diss track. So oh, then I God. end up on Sway.
2: Oh,
3: okay, my God. this is my, I love. I'm, it. I'm just I an astrophysicist pulling me into all of this. I'm on sway on well, Sirius sounds, XM. You
2: can't have it both ways. Now you can't separate science <laughs> from the creative. A, a pair, we just discussed okay, this. The creative no, is connected it is true. now, so you—it's it, all full circle.
1: It's true. It's full circle. I'm just saying it was—I was, was like—and you're from the boogie down. I was—I was pulled in Represent. briefly, and I quickly <laughs> said, "Okay, that's enough for now." Yes. <laughs> um. So you had an uh, Oscar nomination for. Chicago mm-hmm. I saw that film and it was like you were born to play that role
2: I feel like I was
1: oh my gosh <laughs> it was like I cannot imagine anyone else in this role that's I, how I knew that was like wow I so,
2: haven't had to fight for a role that hard since do you have you fought for that role I fought I took three auditions to get that role oh my god three three I was
1: like who, listen who did you beat out I think I
2: beat out a lot of people, a lot, a lot of, people of people of of note who, uh-huh. who, who would have been great in that role, yeah. but uh, I had to fight. Well, them. I know it's
1: properly cast when I yeah. someone else is unthinkable
2: exactly. in the role. And you have to really, you know, I, I think I've sealed Mat- Matron Mama Morton in people's minds, and I hope that they don't see, ever see anybody <laughs> else other than me playing it in that way, but yeah, that was a... Uh, yeah, it was a. It was a. I had to audition for, for uh, Rob Marshall, the director in New York, and it's tricky because the the when we when that whole thing came up, it was just after 9-11, Broadway was shut down, mm. and it had just people just started performing again. And I had to go see the play because I hadn't seen the play, so I went to see the play, and I made it through intermission, and I just was so kind of nervous. Uh, because it was literally less than two weeks after 9 11, I was nervous. So I just, I was like, okay, I got it. I'm out. You, got the <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm you know, good.
1: I'm out. Yeah, I'm, you tap
2: I'm, out. I'm okay. I'm going to take a break on this. And that was that. but
1: uh-huh. Yeah, there's yeah. still the jitters.
2: Yeah, yeah. Right. It was a very uh, tough time in New York. You uh-huh. know, such a sensitive time in New York for all of us. um But yeah, so, so I, I auditioned once. I had to wait for a call back. Got the call back. Then I had to. Sing, go up there and sing, and I got that. That's right, and everybody then it was sang like, in that movie. Yeah, Can, and then I had to
1: fly up to Zeta Toronto. Zeta Jones sang,
2: everybody sang. I had to audition with her. I had to read and sing with her, and that's what, after that, they gave me the role. Okay. I was like, come on, man.
1: Didn't Richard Gere sing his own? Everybody, everybody sang. sang.
2: Everybody sang. Everybody sang, everybody did their own thing, and, um, you know, he was a great director mm-hmm. to really get that out of everybody and make them feel so comfortable, Right. you know, people who hadn't really done that, so...
1: Um, I didn't see your film, Bessie, but I know Bessie. I mean, I'm a a huge... Blues you know fan.
2: Bessie. Well, how old is you? No, I. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be well pushing the 130. Uh, 100, 130. <laughs> Getting the rheumatism. Yeah, your hip is
1: killing you right now. <laughs> Damn. It's gonna rain in a couple hours. <laughs> I need oh, a porch. Oh <laughs> my god. New Yorkers don't have that. Oh, that you know, old people on the front porch.
2: I know, right?
1: Mentality, but <laughs> uh, but I'm a, I'm just a fan of the blues mm-hmm. and some people's stories were under-told historically, right. so I'm glad right. you, you found that medium and, and that yeah, story to tell. Yeah, we needed to tell, to tell that story. Yeah, that's, that's just she was one.
2: something else.
1: She changed a lot. Congratulations on life. that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Look at that face. Okay. <laughs> that <be> a good <laughs> one. To tell you something stupidly geeky. So I read that you, you sang in, was it uh, New Jersey Performing Arts Center, which is right in the middle of Newark. Mm-hmm. You did a version of Oh Happy Day. I did. Of the, that song from the Edwin Hawkins singers? Yes. Okay. So that was one of my favorite gospel songs when I was a kid. And one time I was very young and my mother had to go out. And for some reason she didn't take me but was a little worried about leaving me at home. So she put me on the, I must have been four or something, mm-hmm. I don't know if I, put me on the couch, played Oh Happy Day in repeat mode, which you could do on the record player in the day. Oh, wow. And, cause she knew I liked the song. So I wouldn't leave as long as the song was playing. Wow. But I decided to count how many times they said, oh, happy day in that song. Are
2: you serious? And to this
1: day I have that number. Which is? It's 59 times. It's oh, not more than that. Goodness. You might think it was more than the that. But, oh, happy day when Jesus yes. walked, you know. I. And, and then the chorus comes in, and, and then, then there's like, "Oh happy," yes, yes. yes. This song just—it keeps lot of time. ascending. <laughs> yes. You were in heaven when that song was right. done, right? <laughs> right? So wherever you were, you end up in heaven, and so it's fifty-nine times. That's yeah. why
2: you are who you are. Because <laughs> no. who sits there four years old <laughs>
1: uh, and counts? I might have been five, but it was—I was. I was uh, my feet still. didn't leave the couch.
2: Right, right. Couldn't hit
1: the ground on the couch.
2: And I'm glad you could count to almost sixty. Like that <laughs> Thank
1: age. you. Good job. Actually, I wonder maybe I didn't know how to count to sixty, and it was a fifty-nine plus. I don't right, know.
2: right. I to <laughs> double plus. check. I love that.
1: So but, I had to tell you that story because you though. sang that song. And you
2: stay put too, huh?
1: I stayed put. I didn't budge the whole time because Mama knew. She, knew. she knew. She had me she figured knew. out. She's like, this. <laughs> this will keep him occupied. Uh, also, uh, you did you cut an album called Traveling Light? I did. Okay, so. That's the punchline of a joke. What a geeky have... joke. Yeah. Hit me. <laughs>
2: okay. You have to. You can't you can't
3: go there okay. and not give it up. <laughs> 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 this is very good Okay.
1: So, a photon walks into a bar. No, no, <laughs> right. no. You got bar. me at no, that already. No, right. no, 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 that's the stupid. I a first. I, I I messed it up. No. So, a photon checks into a hotel. Okay. Okay. And the bellhop comes and says, "Uh, uh hello. Uh, Do you have any luggage? He says, no, I'm traveling light.
2: Oh, my God. (laughs) Give it up. Give it up. No, That's I'm traveling joke. light.
1: I'm tra- a photon it's is so traveling good. light. That's good. That's good. And I saw that album. I said, No, I got that. I'm there. The I don't know what's in the album, but I got the joke.
2: Look, the best <laughs> part of it is your laughter before the joke. I knew you were going to mess the joke if I say you're laughing too hard. It's no, how my it's mother starts to a bar. But
3: <laughs> if- <laughs> I love that. Um, I want to
2: hear some more. You
1: want to hear a couple more? Yeah, okay. You might as
2: well hit me with a couple um, more. So,
1: what denomination religion are you raised in? Uh, Christian. Uh, I mean, uh, what denomination of Christianity? Uh, Baptist. Baptist, Baptist. Baptist, Catholic
2: okay. and Baptist. Catholic and Baptist. I'm all okay. confused.
1: So do you remember the uh, year, a couple years, a year and a half ago, uh, over in Switzerland, they discovered what was called the Higgs boson, which was this particle long sought. And this particle has a field around it, mm-hmm. where if you had another particle and you go through that field, right. this part, the Higgs boson grants that particle mass. It's a badass particle wow. to do this. You have the power to give mass to other particles that come through. So it won a Nobel Prize. It was a, it was a very, very important particle. Okay? In fact, there's a book published called The God Particle.
2: Right, 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 In anticipation right.
1: of the discovery of that particle. Right. Okay? So that's the setup. Now, this is a joke where I know who invented the joke. How often do you know who invents a joke? Like hardly you ever. You hardly yeah, ever. Yeah, It's movie. lost. No, you just don't it's know. It's lost in the ether, right? Right. I know who invented this joke. His name is Brian Mallow. Wow. And he's got a Twitter handle called Science Comedian. You <laughs> so about to we check got, that out. <laughs> so we got down. people who who try to make you laugh, right? See? On this. So this is his joke. You ready? A Higgs boson walks into a church.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the priest says, I'm sorry, sorry, we don't allow Higgs bosons in church. And the Higgs bosons said, Oh, but without me. You can't have mass. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. See, got knew he, the nine a years so of Catholic out.
2: school would
1: You've been missing out on some geek jokes your Yo, whole I'm life. Yo, I'm
2: about to get my geek joke on. <laughs> and we get an education and some humor. And I can't wait to hear one where I'm like, nah, not so much on that So one.
1: we got good people. We got people thinking <laughs> this stuff up. Give me. That's a good one. Yeah.
2: I'm about to do some Higgs boson research. I'm all excited about that to be able to give
3: math.
1: Yeah, think about it. Look at all the, ju- you know, um, sex and and relationships and mm-hmm. New York versus L.A. the the tired subjects that everyone mm-hmm. composes jokes on. Think of the limitless cosmos.
2: <laughs> oh, <my>. oh man,
1: <laughs> just saying. literally the limitless, L- limitless co- and ever expanding. <laughs> yes, cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> When Star Talk returns, you will not have to hear any more of my corny, geeky jokes. But if you want to tweet your own at Star Talk Radio, we'd love to see what you've got. (laughs) When Star Talk returns, you will not have to hear any more of my corny, geeky jokes. But if you want to tweet your own at Star Talk Radio, we'd love to see what you've got up your sleeve. Coming up, Queen, coming up, Queen Latifah and I talk about the new film *Ice Age 5: Collision Course*. In it, she plays a woolly mammoth named Ellie, and I have my own cameo in it. Shh, it's my, <laughs> it's my, it's my animated movie debut. Uh, I, I play Neil De Buck Weasel. <laughs> Just stay tuned. You'll get more in a moment. Welcome back to Star Talk Radio. I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson. Tonight, we, you know, every now and again we have an episode. It's not even every now and again, it's every couple of years, maybe. An episode is so full and so rich in content that we just run my interview just as it happened. And that's what you're getting tonight with my conversation with Queen Latifah. And you're just going to hear the whole thing, basically. And in this next part of the conversation, we talk about. Her latest movie, Ice Age 5, Collision Course. You you heard me right. Ice Age 5. There's almost as many of these things as the Fast and Furious series. <laughs> it caught me by surprise, too. Uh, if you're not alone, if you're saying five, there have been five of these. Uh, well, she plays the woolly mammoth named Ellie. And I even have my own cameo in the film. Shh. I play Neil de Buck Weasel, which I'm not roaming with the rest of the mammals. I, I exist in the head of Buck the Weasel, helping him make important decisions. Let's, let's check it out. So, you're a mammoth.
2: I am. Ellie. You got the word out, huh? Like, yes, I am Ellie, <laughs> the woolly mammoth, who once thought she was a possum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's clear about this that is, at this point.
1: Is this is like the most successful animated series Ever or something? Huge, yes. That's crazy. Huge. It's huge. Now, isn't that a mystery to even the producers themselves? (laughs) You know, it's a fun topic. No one's going to argue that it wasn't a fun subject. But I'm betting they didn't think this was going to be a worldwide phenomenon. And it's—you all have almost as many episodes as the Fast and Furious series, and that—that's saying something.
2: This is our fifth one. That's crazy. Okay. I mean, I've been—I've been a hero in my household to my nieces and nephews, rather. They went. They didn't call me. Day- Aunt Dane is my real name. They called me Aunt Ellie for months. Auntie oh. Ellie. Auntie Ellie. Oh, Auntie Ellie is on the phone. Okay, hi, Auntie Ellie. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm not a, a <laughs> you know, a woolly Mammoth. They don't exist anymore. You, I'm still just Auntie
1: Dane. <laughs> so Aunt did that? Does that? Does that sensitize you to any? This is the the obvious, cliche question they always ask actors. Mm-hmm. So are you now sensitized to? Climate or extinct animals or the fate I've of the I don't think I've always been sensitized to that. Okay. I mean, I'm a Pisces. You know,
2: <laughs> I mean, where's that in your cosmos, man? man? <laughs> uh, you know, but I, so, yeah, I think I, I am because, not so much because of uh, Ice Age, which I think is going to be huge and funny and exciting all over again. And I love doing it every time. Uh, but just because I travel the world. I like, um, I love... Going different places on this planet, and um, when you get to see some of the beauty and harshness as well, you just kind of want it to be. I mean, I want the damn planet to live. I mean, fact, the
1: harshness (laughs) empowers you to appreciate the beauty all the more.
2: It really does, and makes you know you realize that. I mean, we're here; we're all here together. We need to share this one planet. So, um, what what just disturbs me the most, I guess, is the fact that we even have the power to that much power. Uh, to be able to harm our own planet, uh, right. you know, that we could actually have, be capable,
1: for, it's physically ge- capable of doing something like that. They're debating what to call the new geologic era, where the Earth is now influenced by the conduct of one of its species, the I human mean, beings.
2: listen, I think the Earth is going to win eventually. And, it yeah, always yeah, and,
1: does. And Everybody's <laughs> saying, oh, well, let's save Earth. No, Earth don't need— No, you don't no need,
2: Earth is going to be fine. What's <laughs> not going to be fine is us. Don't you get this? I've done— I, Listen, we get wiped out every time. Right, you know. real right, right. The fossil it. record
1: shows it. Yes. We
2: lose this fight every time. The Earth and then you know nature is always going to take over. Mm-hmm. So um, it'll have its way. Um, but
1: so, so, so did yeah. they tell you? I don't. I don't know if they told you. Told me what? They told me I have a cameo in Ice Age. You do? I, I do know a,
2: about
3: I, that. I have oh, a
2: cameo yeah. in Ice Age. Wait, aren't you in? Aren't you in? I'm not going to tell. Aren't you in? Know. I know where you are too. <laughs> I know exactly where no, you are. I'm a, just a little thing. Was, it's just a
1: little thing. I got the word on it. Aren't I, you in? You're in the. Mm. I'm in. I'm in the in the, yep. in the in the in the thought process. You're in a good place, though. Yeah, it's a good place. It's a you're good in place. A great place. Because once I get to be, um, yeah, I wouldn't agree if it was just completely. If, if it, rather, um, I don't. I don't mind people having fun with science right. in a movie, provided they they have fun in a in a. I don't know if, in the right moments, they don't take themselves too seriously, right. and you're just having fun. Right, then everybody has fun, and then I'm all for it. And if an artist taps me on the shoulder and says, "Can you bring some of your science expertise right. to my art project?" Yeah, and and if an artist is reaching for me, I gotta, I gotta. Come and call. Of course you do. I do.
2: Especially when you could pop some reality in it. Something yeah, that could is really Just possible. a little bit. Just a you know, little bit. I, you know, God bless them. Every time they have to figure out they have to figure out some way, some plausible way to create a extinction catastrophe. level event. <laughs> every,
1: every movie, movie. Gotta, every movie, got to figure everybody's
2: it out. Everybody's going down. Like you know what I mean? So how did it happen? This.
1: And it has to be. Pla- that- it could be playfully plausible. And a squirrel did it. A squirrel, I mean, pre-historic whatever, prehistoric sort whatever, of whatever, squirrel. A squirrely thing. Scrat. scrat. A
2: scrat. The rat squirrel, whatever. He right, is. and he's the hero. He's, he's like my favorite character. He's everybody's
1: favorite character. Every
2: movie is like nobody's got a can blow Scrap, me. right? And he doesn't even speak a word.
1: Get it. <laughs> Get
5: it, get you I'm like, damn, that's, that's good a good gig. Thank
2: good. you. I like, you know, I like to think <laughs> I love Scrat enough to imitate him. Well?
1: So it's funny because I don't do, it's not what I do. So I'm I'm an interloper. And it was just fun when I, I did my lines and then they said, okay, now this is the part where we just need you to make noises for when you're doing things. So I need you to grunt. Right. I need you to... Uh, Right. Uh, in case you're climbing something, <laughs> yeah, it was, it's trippy, right? Yeah, it was a whole just sort of the sound effects. How that, was that, that experience? It was it you? was it was surreal. I, I enjoyed true. it, but because then I, it was learning how the sausage gets made that any any VO person knows, uh, you know, and so yeah, you can literally pass out trying to do that stuff. <laughs> I mean, the, some of
2: the uh, voiceover studios, some of the studios mm-hmm. have this sort of a uh, almost a ballet bar. It's like a, a, a bar that's a horizontal and, and vertical kind mm-hmm. of shaped, and you can lean on it, to run, so that you make the right, without making too much noise with your clothes, but getting the breath out to sound like you are running and chasing, because you can, I mean, people have passed out doing these effects, you know, trying to make the sound of running, or (laughs) breathing so hard that they're like, (laughs) I've heard some (laughs) funny stories through the years about people who, like, knock themselves out from, like.
1: There's one other VO I was asked. Okay, in this scene, you're falling into a black hole, so give me the anguish and pain that that is. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and you said, <laughs> <laughs> what was like, that like? Okay. Let's hear it.
1: Well, you get extruded through the fabric of space as you get ripped head to toe. So it's quite a, um, yeah, it, it's it, it's a.
2: Yeah.
1: It, it, you have to, some good
4: extrusion. not you can conjugate Some good extrusion right
3: there. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, you have, to, like you have to feel like you're that being stressed really out. That was really good. I'm and getting better. I like
2: it. It's in your faces and your voices. Okay. And I really better. feel like you got extruded just then. <laughs> I'll miss you. Acting. I'll miss you, bud. Acting. <laughs> See you next lifetime. <laughs> All
1: right. For this last part of the show, Queen Latifah had a burning question for me. You know, it... In my experience interviewing artists and celebrities and folks who who you may know for other reasons on Star Talk it's often that I'm the first astrophysicist they've ever met or at least the first one they had a chance to sit down with and being the curious folks they tend to be they artists you know are not only curious about how to find new ways to portray the world they're curious about the world itself. Some people may be surprised to learn that, and I'm delighted to have uh, found that out here on Star Talk. And so, usually, when given the chance, they'll just pelt me with questions about the universe. When I ask them if they, if they have any questions, and sure enough, I asked it of Queen Latifah, and she charmed me with hers. Let's see what it was. <laughs>
2: Okay, I got too many questions, so I'll just ask you. I want to know just one thing then. So you you have an asteroid in your desk. Is that true? I do.
1: In my desk, yeah. It's in my, it's in my drawer. In your office. In you my lower a, left drawer. Yeah. An asteroid
2: in your lower left yeah.
1: drawer. That's a meteorite, yeah. A but meteorite. It was once an asteroid, but yeah.
2: Right, I'm sorry, not an asteroid. That's yeah. But a meteorite. <laughs> so what is it like to actually touch something that was in outer space for the first time. I mean, to have studied this, but to actually physically have something in your hands that was there and that's now here.
1: That is a beautiful question. And let me give you a slightly long answer. I'll take it. Okay. Um, At the Air and Space Museum in Washington, DC, Smithsonian Air and Space, they have the original Apollo 11 capsule that went to the moon. Occasionally you have tourists coming through and they say, oh, so this is the capsule that went to the moon and came back. And they say, oh, is it a replica? No, it's the actual capsule. (laughs) And when you tell them that, then Mm -hmm. they take higher interest. And we live in a time where you can make an exact replica if you wanted to every detail, but the knowledge that it's real matters. I could have perfect knowledge of what an asteroid is and how it enters Earth's atmosphere and you find it, and I can know it intellectually. But until you hold it in your hand, it is never as real as it can possibly be. And so this asteroid, which is this this piece of an asteroid, this relic from the early solar system, it's four and a half billion years old, sitting in my desk drawer. Every time I pull it out, and you feel how heavy it is, how dense, how uncommonly Dense it is. And it's got it's it's craggy, and magnets stick to it. And it's and you realize that it contains iron forged in stars from long ago that manufactured iron that is also in the hemoglobin of your blood. Mm-hmm. So the iron of this asteroid, of this meteorite, and the iron in your blood have a common origin. So there's a there's a there's a cosmic connectivity that has no equal, as I hold that meteorite in my hand.
3: <laughs> yes!
1: <laughs> oh, and, and by the way, I, I collect old science books, mm-hmm. written in the day of when the s- discoveries were made. So they go back several centuries. My wife is always telling me, oh, why don't you just get the, get it online? Why are you paying for this? Just, you can read the content. Google, scan the book, right. find the page, and I say, no, I can hold the book that's been held by generations of people before right. me. There are, there's margin notes mm-hmm. of people trying to work through the equations wow. when no one before had ever seen these equations. Mm-hmm. In that way, I commune through time yes. with those who have struggled mightily to understand our place in the universe.
2: You owe me an
1: interview. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, we got to wrap up this episode of Star Talk. And I hope you had as much fun listening to this conversation as I did having it. And you no, know, you can't not be enchanted by Queen Latifah. Uh, I am an even bigger fan of hers now than I was before. Because she's warm and smart and talented and, and kind and giving. All the things that I think most people aspire to be. People aspire to be the, the bits and pieces that she is. And yet she has all those bits and pieces in one person. And so uh, I tip my hat. No, I, I, I bow to the queen. <laughs> to Queen Latifah. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Star Talk Radio, and I've been your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson. And as always, I bid you to keep looking up.
4: The legends are true. Overwhelming power! Sauce of destiny. Yes!